Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. Jesus' name, amen. Would you give her a warm welcome as she comes? Good morning. Good morning. So I am Groot. All right. So we have Groot here. And as you all are familiar with, since I get to close out this series after four weeks, you've heard three weeks of how this is a play on Guardians of the Galaxy. And I am not a... um, No, I like Marvel. I like Avengers. I like Guardians of the Galaxy, but a lot of that stuff goes in and out, and so I had to re-watch it to try and prepare today. And even then, I didn't retain a lot of things, so I'm just a, just a, so if I mess up one of the references or whatever, have grace for me, okay? Those of you who are fanatics. Um, so So obviously, it's a play on the Guardians of the Galaxy, and one of the things that was interesting to me as I rewatched the very first one was that it was a group with very different agendas. Can anyone agree with that? If anybody's seen the movie, you've seen like Star-Lord has got one agenda, Rocket's got a different one. I forget the other guy's name, but I have it written down here. That they all have different agendas. And through circumstances of having to do life together, they go to accomplish a singular goal, right? And how like the first apostles is that, right? They're all, you got your fishermen, you got your tax collector. Jesus comes and says, hey, we're going to do this thing. And that's where the church began. And so for us, we can make, um, make, I can make those references today to encourage you to be the church. And community groups is one way that we can do that. Um, and we're going to, I'm not going to reiterate how we're going to do it because Mary Lee preached a great sermon on transformational style groups. Um, but I am going to, to talk about just what I think, why I think groups are important. <clears throat> so in Acts, we find this passage. Um, and it starts, now what you need to understand is Luke wrote Acts, okay? And during it, he actually, it's like one of the, I like this book because it's in chronological order. Thank you. (laughs) Finally, something that makes sense in the Bible. So, um, I mean, because if you read, well, anyway. So chronologically, it kind of goes through. Jesus ascends after giving go, giving the instructions, go and make disciples of all nations, right? Can we agree on that? And then there they are waiting for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit shows up and they've got power to speak in tongues and they're sharing and preaching. And then Luke in Acts 2, he describes what Peter preaches. And um, Peter preached, Jesus died for your sins, rose again, so that you could be united with God. That's the gospel message. And it pierced their hearts, the people that were in the room. And they responded, so what do we do? And Peter says, you need to repent and be baptized. If you haven't done that, you get to do that next week, 
We have baptism all set up for you. Thanks for doing that. Kind of segued my message there. That's really good. And 3,000 got saved. 3,000 people got saved. And then we find out what they did. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. And the next several verses expands on this, but I just want you to th think for a minute. If you're a Christian, you believe, you've repented, you've been baptized, you believe the message, you need to devote yourselves to the apostles' teaching. Well, why would it say the apostles' teaching? Because they didn't have the New Testament, okay? So we have the Bible. We have the New Testament. We have the Old Testament. We need to devote ourselves to the teaching and to fellowship with one another. Fellowshipping with one another is, um, it, it looks like actually being friends, actually getting to know one another. If you come into this building once a week, that is great, but you need to do more. This is what Peter said you need to do. You need to do more. You need to devote yourselves to each other by fellowshipping. So it goes on in 46, I'm going to skip a couple, and he says every day they continue to meet in the temple courts. I just want to clarify, back then that was a normal practice. So you don't have to show up here every day, okay? But you should show up every week, okay? That's, I mean, he's saying this is what you need to do. And then they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So they went to church, they ate together, they praised God, and they had favor with others, with all people. And I believe because of their devoutness to Jesus, they started behaving like Jesus did. And that's how they had favor with other people. That's what, what I think. And, and because they did those four things, God added to their number daily. God reached out and saw people saved. He pulled them in. So if we're doing those things, we should be seeing people added to our number. And you, if you believe, you are, if you believe in Jesus, you are the body of Christ. And each of you has a part of it. Each of you has a responsibility to de devote yourself to prayer, to be fellowshipping with one another, to be praising God and having favor with, with all men. So I get the delight of telling you the practical part of how to be a good group member. Isn't that great? Aren't you excited? So my husband said you get to take something boring and make it interesting. Thank you very much, Ray. So <clears throat> I don't think it's boring, but you know, we'll see how it goes. So the first thing you need to do is be you. I love this quote. Be yourself for everyone else is taken. So don't try to be someone else. Don't try to be, I know for the longest time, oh, if I could just be Stephanie Jones. Wouldn't life be amazing? We already have a Stephanie Jones, you know? I need to be me, and you need to be you. Whatever God's giftings he's given you, you need to explore those. I was reading 
and I'm going to pull it up because it just struck me this morning. It says in 1 Thessalonians nine, uh, I'm sorry, 5, 9 through 11, For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other. Build each other up just as you are already doing. So we have a command. If we believe in Jesus and we've accepted it, we need to encourage one another. When's, when's the last time, I won't make you raise your hands, but when's the last time you encourage somebody else in their faith? Check yourself. Have you encouraged somebody else? It's not just for the apostles. It's not just for pastors. It's not just for leaders. It's for everyone in this building, if you're a believer. You need to be encouraging somebody else and not necessarily looking for encouragement back. I mean, it's, it's good to do that, but you need to be focused on what you can pour out and let God fill you up. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> and we are each a work in progress. You, we have not yet come to the fullness of our lives, and we won't actually see that fullness until we die. But we need to be working forward and keep moving on. And I think it's really important to explore what your gifts and talents are. If we know we have lots of um, sermons on our on our website about strength, uh, no um, spiritual giftings. Maybe you have a spiritual gift that you should be using. I, you should figure out what that is, and you should definitely come to the church and say, hey, what can I do? But you can always help move chairs, all right, just, just to be clear. You all have that gift, okay? Um, but, you know, I, so in school, I'm, uh, I, in lot, whether you're in high school or if you've gone to college, you'll always find people giving um, personality tests. Anybody taking a personality test? Yeah, I started looking up, well, I've done the Myers-Briggs, I did the DISC, I did the Enneagram, then there's this colors and there's characters, and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so many ways that you should be figuring out how to be the best you you can be. And I liked, uh, a couple years ago, the leadership at the church did a strength finders, strengths finders, say that 10 times. Um, and one of the things I like about strength finders is it doesn't, it's not focused on, wow, you're really good at this, but man, you really could use some help in this area. It doesn't say, let's figure out how to fix this area. It says, hey, you're really good at these things. Let's work on those. Let's really hone in on the things you're really good at. And um, there's a quote from the book that says, you cannot be anything you want to be, but you can be more of who you are. Now, you all... I am not going to be able to run a marathon in the Olympics. Let's just be honest, okay? That is never going to happen. It's not that I could just will it enough that it would somehow magically happen, right? Now, I might be able to run a marathon, pretty doubtful, but I might be able to do that. But what I can do is be more of who I am. Does that make sense? So my point on this slide is that you should be discovering things that you're good at and things that, that you can get better at, things that you can help you be the best you and, and encourage one another. Now, I have some things. So when you come to your community groups, 
and you all should be in a community group, and I'll explain that in a minute, but you should all be in a community group, and when you come to the community group, you should bring something to the table. But there's a few things that you should not be in the community group, all right? So these are my bewares, all right? So you have be you. Now we're gonna beware. And I, I don't, I don't want you to look at these slides and go, oh, I know that person. I want you, I want you, I want you to check yourself. Am I that person? Have I been that person? Do I have a tendency to be this person? Okay, unfortunately, I'm several of these, all right? So beware of being Rocket Raccoon, okay? <laughs> so, Here's the, here's the thing, when I, when I was preparing, my husband said, don't give them fancy names, just say it like it is. Okay, so he would be the discussion hog, all right? Do not be the discussion hog. I have been the discussion hog in a community group, or a small group, whatever you wanna call it. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to consume the entire group with your chatter. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't contribute. We'll get to him in a minute. But the discussion hog, so I am also going to just come out and say, I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. But because I have been a discussion hog, I can speak a little bit to why a discussion hog might be doing what they're doing, all right? There's two kinds of discussion hog. One that talks about everything, because, and they have answers for everything, and they think they know everything. And part of their inner workings may be that they're looking for affirmation. They're looking for somebody to just like them. And they're so, uh, they don't, might not even realize that's what they're doing, but they hog the conversation because they're looking for people to affirm them. And if I'm right about things, and if I know things, if I know a lot of things, you might be impressed and maybe you'll be my friend. So that's a little bit sad, right? You see that part in Rocket where he got all sad. Well, it might be for a different reason, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> remember, not, not a fanatic, okay? So um, the, other, the other person who couldn't be a discussion hog is one that talks to fill the void. It might be because they're uncomfortable with silence. You know, have you ever, I don't know if you've ever tried to lead a group and you want people to think about their answer and so you offer something up and it's really quiet. This person jumps right in because, whoo, quiet makes them uncomfortable, okay? Um, and it's actually a sign of their anxiety, okay? So, so you need to be aware of that and, and check yourself. If maybe that's where you are. Maybe there's some of you that is the discussion hog. The second one is our Groot. Groot is our introvert. Um, and our introvert is, again, I have two types, I think. I, now, this one is not me, okay? <laughs> so I can't really speak to this one. <laughs> no idea. Um, well, actually, I think I have a couple of ideas. One is the one who's just shy, a person who's just shy. They might be shy because they're not confident in their answers or they have a fear of other people. Um, and then there's ones who just don't talk. I do not understand you, okay? <laughs> there are those who just don't talk, okay? And 
but they may be waiting for an opportunity and the discussion hog has said everything so there's never an opportunity or they may just need more time to process i was i was a friend of mine we were having a conversation and they were they were they were not saying anything i'm like uh hello and she, and she said i just need time to process what i'm thinking before i speak <laughs> oh i don't know that concept <laughs> so anyway um so so the, so we need to be aware of that. If that's you, I would challenge you because our because our community groups you're going to answer. Here I'm going to let you in on a big secret that Marilee already shared. Our our groups, our community groups, you're going to answer two questions. One, what did what was your takeaway from the sermon? And two, how's your soul doing? You know, the, um, and I should back up and say, you know, our soul, we're talking about how's your relationship with Scripture, how's your relationship with others, how's your relationship with the Lord, and how's your relationship with the rest of your life, whether it be work or family or whatever. And if you don't know those, or you don't, that is news to you, Pastor Cameron preached on that in the fall of 2020. So you can go back and listen to those. But you're going to answer two questions. If you're an introvert, Take notes at church, okay? <laughs> Have something to bring. Have, think through what you want to say. Think through what you want to add. Is that okay? Is that too harsh? Is there an introvert in the room? Wait a second. I know mine. Thank you. Is that good? I, 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 yeah, okay. All right. <clears throat> Next, we have beware of Drex. He is the revealer. All right, revealers, and, and I've been that too, their life is a hot mess. And they share way too many details, all right? A revealer will say things like, okay, it might have been a stretch for Drex, but you know, go with me here. Um, so if you're gonna answer a question about how you're doing with your soul, okay? Or how, how it's going with scripture reading. Uh, the revealer might say something like, well, actually, it started about seven years ago when I tried to do my first Bible reading plan, and then they give you a chronological account of everything that's happened in the last seven years. Don't do that, okay? Because now you've just jumped into being a discussion hog. And people get uncomfortable around too deep, too much, too... Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. So, we also want to be aware of being Gomorrah. Gamora, I think, is the challenger or the scoffer. And the challenger challenges everything everybody says. You know, the leader might say, well, you know, um, in the Bible we find this passage. And that's not actually what it means. That's not what it says. Okay, I've been that too. Um, it's not that they're right or wrong. Maybe they're right but it's the attitude. I'm not saying you can't disagree about a scripture or, or, or something like that, but it's the attitude that you, you're, that you all don't know anything or you, I know better and it's not gonna work in the very negative Nancy attitude, okay? They, um, a challenger can also be very critical of others, very negative, and complain. The Bible says we're not supposed to grumble. That's complaining. Now, you can say, I'm struggling in this area and it's very difficult. 
that's one thing. Oh, but the church never does anything right. It's too dark. It's too light. It's too cold. It's too hot. It's too whatever. And I've been those people. I've every single occasion I've been that. Nobody wants to be around that. Don't do that. <clears throat> okay. I guess that's enough said. And my last one is to beware of being Star-Lord, which I know is good, but we don't want to be the problem solver. Now, the problem solver is the one, I, I said I'm the only, the only one I haven't been is the introvert. The problem solver is the one who, as soon as somebody shares, I'm struggling in this area, well, if you just did this, this is what, you know, this is how you could fix this and it, right? Or if you, you know, they don't want to see others in pain, so they automatically, I know how to fix your problem. I know, you know what you should try. Well, I've done this, or what? And that person may be coming from a background of, I can't stand seeing others in pain, and I just want to fix it. Or I'm working on that issue in my life, and I want to share it. But we need to be very careful when someone else is sharing, if you jump right in with always answering a problem, it may not help them, one. God might have a different plan for them, two. And three, it might shut them down so they don't talk anymore. So we need to be gauging ourselves and figuring out why we want to jump in. Now, if someone says, I don't know what to do, what do you think? There's an open opportunity. Now, I have to be very careful with, with my husband when I say these things because I will say, I'm having this issue at work, blah, 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 blah. And he looks at me now, he didn't used to, because he thought I was asking him to solve my problem. And so now I have, and so I have taught him that sometimes I just want to vent. Don't fix it. Okay. Wow, okay, that's really rough. So he and I have figured out how to do those things. I do the same thing. I, when he complains about work or he's talking about work or there's a situation, I want to jump in as if I know anything about his job, which I don't, okay? But... But we see somebody in pain, we want to fix it, we want to help. So we wait for the magic words, what do you think I should do? So, so now we know what to beware of. We need to be you. We need to be aware of being those things and check yourself, like, am I any of those? And then we need to be practical. So I have a few do's and don'ts. The first do, join a community group, okay? You have to join a community group because you're part of this community. If this is your church, the only way you're going to get the opportunity to do what God called you to do and encourage another person is to be in a community group. Unless your schedule is completely full of meeting with people at the church, then you could probably be released after you talk to Pastor Cameron. There you go, how's that? Now I understand, I actually, it's not my season of life anymore, but I understand when I, had, I was younger and I had a bunch of kids in my house and they were in a lot of activities, it's hard to schedule time. I get it. It is. But the church is worth it. Jesus would not have died for the church if he didn't think it was worth it. And if he thinks it's worth it, we should care that much about it as well. 
And we need to be doing what the Bible says and encouraging one another, spurring each other on to good works. It says in Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider, so think about how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. That's what we need to do. Practical tip number, I don't know. Be on time. And I get stuff gets in the way, but if you do make it a priority, and if you have a standing, I'm always going to, I'm getting out of work, so I'm going to be a few minutes late, I, communicate that ahead of time to your group leader. And, or to your group, actually. You're, you're accountable to, your, to the people that you're doing life with. And so show up on time. And then if you have to be late and you show up 10 minutes late, don't do this. Don't walk in and go, okay, tell me what I missed. No, we're not reiterating everything that just happened, okay? So just walk in, sit down, and participate, all right? Um, be prepared. I already told you what we're going to talk about. Come with something. You should know. There's two questions. Hello, okay? Two questions. <laughs> um, and spend time doing what, what you need to do to be a better you. Spend time in the Word. Spend time in the Word. Okay, I'm sorry, but you can get an app that will read it to you, all right? I mean, you don't, there's no excuses now. You can turn it on while you're driving to wherever, and you can listen to a scripture on your way to work or on your way to the store or whatever. It's super easy right now to get access to the Word. Read the Word. Have a relationship with others. Have Christian friends and find people outside that you can be ministering to. Be spending time with God. You know, I heard this great um, analogy, and I wish I could quote whoever it was, but he said, you know, you could be married and not live in the same house. You don't get the benefits. If two people are married, but they live apart, there's no benefit to them being married. If you, if you believe you are, if you have a relationship with God and you never talk to him and never listen to him, what kind of relationship is that? When you're in the community groups, focus on what's being said. Put your phone away, unless it has your answers to your two questions, okay? But be focused on what people are saying. And don't listen to the words. Listen to their heart. If the discussion cog is talking, listen to what may be the underlying issue. Um, and the rest is don't try to fix them, which I already said. Don't, don't be afraid to share, which is, don't be afraid to share. Don't be a gossip, which Pastor Cameron preached on last week. And if we do these things, when we are in community, when we do community groups, we can become what Peter says. We be like-minded, we're sympathetic, we're compassionate, humble, and we can love one another well, right? And when we do these things, we become the church.